Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? It is, um, you know, like every, <laughs> very busy, which is great. You know, lots of people super, super duper, uper excited <laughs> about uh, PG&E and going solar and, uh, you know, getting, getting everything done before April 15th, which is, uh, you know, great for every solar company. Yep. Uh, but now everyone is kind of like worried of, okay, now what happens after April 15th? And, you know, we're just driving around, you still see, you know, seven out of 10 homes in our little town out here don't have solar and they might be renters or other, other reasons, but, uh, yep. still that's, that's quite a few homes and businesses. And, uh, you know, every, everywhere I look that uses electricity, I still see a tremendous amount of opportunity with all of those uh, places. And so I can't imagine all of them are going to get done <laughs> before, you know, and started and everything, all the people who are, you know, in panic mode about going solar right now is is really nice. And those people are, you know, looking ahead. But as we've seen, you know, people tend to react a little bit harsher <laughs> or a little bit, hey, how come no one told me type of thing? So, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to do some, uh, some models of some projects, uh, residential and commercial. Uh, what would happen, you know, under net energy metering 2.0? and that energy metering 3.0. So oh, cool. Yeah. All right. uh, so currently someone goes solar uh, and they're included in the net energy metering 2.0. That means any daytime power that their system is producing is going back to PG&E and PG&E is giving them retail credit. So in the summertime, that can be upwards, you know, 50, 60 cents a kilowatt hour. Mm -hmm. And so that's all, that's fantastic. That's great and everything. After April 15th, if they if we submit their application after that date, that excess power gets rewarded at eight cents a kilowatt hour. So that's a that's a pretty drastic drop on uh, the daytime power. And what do you think is going to be kind of the big uh, the big noticeable drop in the solar benefit? Well, that that credit that you get. Uh, towards that, you know, for your true up, it sounds like it's going to be affected. Oh, dramatically. Definitely. So, <laughs> so right now, you know, obviously most of the solar energy that is used during the day kind of goes for air conditioning because that's kind of when, you know, people are running their air conditioning or, you know, using lights or whatever. But daytime power is when PGE is most expensive. And then that's when solar is most effective. Right. And so the nighttime rates are the ones that are really going to get affected because now instead of sending excess power and getting credit for nighttime usage, essentially, you know, you're getting credit at 
three, you know, a quarter of what it was before. So it's, it's going to reduce the benefit for a lot of people who use a lot of nighttime power. So those would be Ooh. the, yeah, uh, That's me. <laughs> those would be electric vehicle, uh, oh. users, oh. uh, people who do, you know, their pool pumps at night or run air conditioning at night. And so they're not going to see that those really, because right now during the day with NEM 2.0, one kilowatt hour that's sent back to PG&E is, is say worth two or three nighttime kilowatt hours. And now it's going to drop to almost even. So if you send one kilowatt hour back, you'll probably get, you know, a uh, half to one kilowatt hour back <laughs> for uh, the nighttime usage. So that's going to, wow. that's going to really oh, drop boy. the, yeah, <laughs> that's going to drop the benefit. But for a lot of businesses that I've run this analysis for, when they use a lot of nighttime power, uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to definitely feel it because nighttime power is not affected by the solar, but the daytime power. So most, most businesses that use a lot of daytime power, they're really not going to see any effect on it because they're not really using power at night, just uh, a lot during the day. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's going to be very interesting. And then that's, that's using the summer model. And so now we move to the winter model when solar <laughs> winter hours really drop. And uh, you know, we can go from, you know, eight to 10 sun hours per day in the summer down to one to three <laughs> sun hours per day on average in the winter. And then that's where, you know, we're going to be on, you know, that credit really helps because you could bank that credit and let it roll for months and months. And then that's where we're going to see some, some big changes in uh, the amount of electricity uh, for the, a lot of people that uh, are under the NEM 3.0. Wow. And so it's, uh, yep, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a big change. And uh, what there's two big factors that a lot of people are not uh, factoring in when they're saying, oh my God, this is uh, you know solar Armageddon, which I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's not going to be as lucrative, but it'll still be lucrative. Uh, it'll still make sense to go solar uh, because the daytime rates, uh, no one is taking into effect the massive increases that PG&E has planned uh, for daytime solar. And so where I said in the beginning, the solar power, you know, in the summer, 50 since a kilowatt hour, I think we're going to be seeing some staggering increases, you know, 60 cents, 50 or you know, 65 cents a kilowatt hour just this year alone uh, for high, high energy users. So that would be people who use air conditioning, <laughs> people in warm areas <laughs> yeah. uh, and they use air conditioning during the day are just going to see uh, the biggest electricity bills they've ever seen. And then that's when they're going to say, oh my God, I have to go solar. So it's still, it's still, you know, a good time to go solar now, of course. And again, we just have to have the PG&E application submitted by April 15th. And then we have up to three years, not saying it's going to take us three years, uh, but right. we have up to three years to install the project under the NEM uh, 2.0. And then they, those people are grandfathered into the NP, NEM 2.0 for the next 20 years. So no, it's very confusing and lots of numbers floating around, but uh, what what are your thoughts? Well, I I mean, it almost sounds like it's too late anyway, or almost too late. So, the but will there still be benefit for going solar after the after NEM two ends? Yes, 
uh, definitely a lot of benefit going forward. And so a lot of solar companies I'm talking to are saying, you know, if you go solar now, you probably, you really don't need a battery. If you go solar after April 15th, then you probably need a battery. And that is because any excess power will go into the battery and then you'll have that available at nighttime to pull. Uh, most people though are going to need two batteries because they use a lot more power at night than they do during the day. And so it's for, it's the batteries would are going to make sense for people who, you know, say work all day off site, and then they come home and then that's when their electricity usage happens because then they'll be storing their own power, but then pulling it from the battery, uh, not really air conditioning wise, but you know, no. lights, TV, internet, refrigerator, uh, coming from the battery. And then that'll make solar more beneficial, but batteries, as we know, are really expensive and, right. you know, it's going to, and we've talked about the vehicle to grid and that's where that is going to be really beneficial where people can store power from their solar panel system into the electric vehicle battery. And, you know, as long as the battery doesn't drive away <laughs> to go to work, <laughs> yeah. come back home. But, you know, two, two uh, electric vehicles, it's going to be pretty common, I think, uh, to see that in, in a home where the solar power goes from the roof all the way into the home for electricity usage, current, you know, real time. And then any excess goes into the electric vehicle battery secondary and then third, it goes back to the grid for the, the small amount of credit. I think that's where the future is. And I think that's where we're headed. And maybe that's all by design by PG&E because right, yeah. it sure took a lot of backlash when they're shutting down the grid when, you know, power goes out or, you know, there's the grid is stretched too thin. So maybe that's the end game is that they're saying, okay, you know, we don't need to be the backup battery for Californians. Uh, you guys can have your own backup battery and maybe that's where we're headed, but it's uh, pretty interesting for sure. <laughs> pretty interesting. And so. I mean, after this, what's the next, how, how can PG&E get mo even more money out of solar customers then? I mean, so what do you uh, think we're is? getting more and more electrified, meaning, right. so electric vehicles in California are getting more and more common. Uh, if you just drive around and you see, it used to be, you know, 1% of the cars. Now I'd say at least 10% of the cars that are out there are electric or some form of electric. So uh, whether it's Prius or, you know, uh, Nissan Leaf or anything like that. So it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's getting more and more ubiqui ubiquitous. And I uh -huh. think we're going to see a lot more, but it's, that's part one. And then part two is natural gas prices in California have skyrocketed, uh, shocker. <laughs> and uh, so now PG&E, uh, getting, we're getting a lot of people who want to go with electric heat pumps for their uh, heating. And as their homes age and you know they need a new air conditioner, new uh, furnace, rather than replacing with a natural gas furnace and an electric air conditioner, they're using one appliance, that heat pump, and we've talked about it in, in previous podcasts. Yep. But th they use quite a bit of power, and they use a lot of electricity, whether it's daytime or nighttime. And so then it's a, it makes sense to uh, go, you know, have solar on the house, excess going into a battery, and you know, more and more people electrifying their homes rather than uh, using natural gas or gasoline. So 
very, very interesting to see where it's heading and seeing seeing where uh, solar will take us. It's never dull, that's for sure. It's always always something going on. But uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty, 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 pretty <laughs> interesting going forward. I'd say so. It's it's uh, never never dull. Yeah, I think uh, PG&E has that dial that goes between customer benefit and PG&E benefit, and they just they're cranking it towards PG&E a lot more <laughs> than it's ever. It's good before. to be a monopoly. We know yeah. that it's uh, when you're a monopoly and you have no competition. You know, it's it's easy street. But then when something comes along like solar, uh, you know, that's uh, not their favorite, no matter what yeah. they say. So, but it's going to be some creativity heat in place. Plenty of smart people work at PG&E, so. For sure. And, yeah. and they're coming up for retirement and PG&E has no way to pay for their retirement. So that's, that's a big thing too. That's this one of their the biggest way. costs. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Yep. Yep. That's right. it. Okay. Thanks for taking some more time out of your week to listen to the most interesting and engaging and informative podcast on solar that you're in the universe. And uh, if you have a question for Jamie for an upcoming episode, you can go to our website or wait, sorry, you can go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast, and send us a message through there. If you want to check out a library of our past episodes, you can go to our website, solarharmonics.com, click on the link at the top of the uh, top of the menu. And you'll be taken to a library of our past episodes. And as always, if you have a friend considering going solar, this is a great podcast to introduce to them because they will save thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of the system. So what better friend is there than that? We always ask. Until next time. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.